0: And welcome to Thought Rambler. I'm Jonathan Dick. Today's episode is about superpowers. The superpowers that uh, we always wish for. I love that question. If you could have any superpower, which what would it be? Which one would it be? I don't, you know, the obvious answer is flight. I don't know, I don't know the person who wouldn't flirt with flight i know that i would flirt with flight flight would be i mean i would want to experience it the the problem is that you know with that question depending on the person who's asking it and the parameters of the question you know you can can you model your your superpower after someone else like superman and you just get all of his powers or is it really like you can just say flight because flight does not mean Super strength. So if you have the power to fly, maybe you have the power to fly, but you don't have the power to carry anyone else or anything more than a backpack. <laughs> Whatever you would be able to take with you on a hike is what you're going to take with you when you start getting into very thin altitude or thin oxygen, a high altitude. And, um, you know, there's all these complications that go along with it there. So depending on who's asking the question can can you have it all, or can you have a little? and what is the is there a a best is there a super superpower? Is there a superpower that's better than any other superpower? i you know if i if I were to to guess, I'm sure the the very simple answer is based on the on the rules of superhero lore. In history, it would have to be something that involves muscles. (laughs) It would have to be something like that, right? You'd you'd have to be able to show it on a um, front page of a comic book. I don't know if my, my superpower, the superpower that I would want would show up on a comic book. I don't know if there is a superhero that has the superpower that I want. Maybe because it's a lame superpower, or maybe it's because it's a superpower that has no... It has no real villain. It has no real... It has no real conflict, I guess. Or that maybe the way I want to set it up. I'm trying to tease it out. What is that superpower? John, tell me. Let me start with a story. So, uh, when I was a kid, Surprise, surprise, my friends and I would, you know, we, I grew up in an apartment, and between the two complexes, there would be a little patch, not very big, uh, 20 feet or so of um, uh, grass, you know, just a little little meadow, enough for us to play ball. But surrounded by the meadow was um a patch of grass. Meadow is a generous. Patch of grass. <laughs> but surrounded by this was a bunch of like um, bushes, not sticky, thorny bushes, but still like irritating bushes, thick bushes, the kind of bushes and ivy growing underneath it. It was just the kind of um, typical Pacific Northwest. Uh, kind of backyard where if you threw a ball or a Frisbee or a uh, Nerf, whatever, it's, you know, they're gone. <laughs> it's almost like it could be lava, you know. If you're not willing to dig through the ivy and and get your ass underneath those like sticky branches, those like tiny little branches that cut your skin in a thousand different ways, you're not getting the the ball out. Plus, you can't even see it. You don't even know where it is. So I just have have these very vivid memories of being six, seven years old and constantly losing balls and frisbees in these bushes and in this ivy. And just walking, And it just stops game, right? It just stops play. And my friends and I would just... You know, we'd be walking up and down the perimeter of the thing. It we went over here. It went over here. And then, you know, you have, like, sticks and stuff, and you're lifting up the vegetation, and you're, and you're trying to see underneath, and you can't find it. You don't know where it is, and it stops everything. And then you got to, like, think of it. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Over and over. It's irritating. And I remember very specifically at this moment, like, this was the time when I was like, this is the superpower that I want. I want to find lost things. I don't know why that's important to me. I don't know why that is a thing that triggers me. But I love the idea of finding lost things. I want in that moment perhaps if it was really dramatic like it was a real superpower maybe i had to like generate some sort of energy or something in order to trigger it you know like the hulk has to get mad before bruce banner starts to hulk out right um i guess <laughs> i'm trying to think about it you know not not everyone has a trigger i guess you know superman is just superman But I guess, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of a way of what would be dramatic about, you know, I'd have to, like, I mean, there's a part of finding lost things that is, like, to me, I don't even know. Like, from the lore of superhero origin stories and and how people get their superpowers, I mean, Superman is an alien. He just has them. Batman has no superpowers. You know, Iron Man has, like, a superpower suit. Um, Spider-Man was bitten by a radioactive bug And on and on, etc, etc, etc You know, you either are uh, You have the superpowers Because where you come from That stuff is normal Like Superman and Thor And I'm sure there's other things That come from space And then there's other things Like Spider-Man Where you're a mere mortal But you stumble upon a power Or you stumble upon um, or something happens to you, a trauma happens to you, or there's like um, you, you, or you're wearing something. You have a suit or you have a cape or you have you're holding something, right? I don't know even what the symbol to finding things would be. It would just be a giant F. <laughs> F, man the finder what's the name the finder of lost things hello i am the finder of lost things what have you lost i shall find it for you yeah i'm not, i'm not exactly sure why i would want why this is my my choice for a superpower i don't but who else has it who else can like i mean is is there telepathy involved here where you would be able to you know do i put my fingers to my temples and i close my eyes, then all of a sudden, you know, <clears throat> the, my vision becomes like a, um, you know, a 16-bit <laughs> pixel black sort of with green lines, something very rudimentary, something very digital, something very, uh, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, does it l- just look like, um, you know, the, the, a heat map? and i'm looking through looking through looking through and then all of a sudden something sticks out you know there was um uh um a documentary not too long ago called the cove and it used it was a <clears throat> it was about it had like secret cameras set up in this cove to catch fishermen that were um just disgustingly uh catching and killing um and abusing uh i believe dolphins And uh, they used these cameras that were, I believe, heat sensitive and it showed like just a black image and then whatever had heat to it or gave, you know, people essentially, you know, mammals um, would show up as these like white shadows. And they would just, you know, so it was just a very unusual visual. In fact, it was so unusual that they used it in their opening credit sequence of these like white shadows sort of walking through as the titles came up. And then then they explain the cameras as they go along in the documentary and how they're setting them up, um, you know, in these, like, fake rocks and things like that with remote triggers to turn them on. And and that way, you know, um, they're sort of catching the crime happen. And then at that point, you're already kind of aware of what that image looks like. And so you sort of see these crimes happening in those images, and it's quite grotesque. Because you're watching, I mean, um, dolphins and and getting clubbed and things. I think it's dolphins. I don't know. I just, I'm thinking about it now. And yeah, I haven't thought about that movie in a while. But that image of that white figure just sort of sticking out in the black, the contrast of it. Maybe that's something where... That's the image of the, the finder of lost things when he puts his fingers to his temples and closes his eyes and he looks for the lost. What would it be? A wallet, cell phone, keys. <laughs> Is, I was thinking about this and I was like, how do, how do you, what's the modern day way of, um, uh, of trying to get Superman or Batman's attention instead of like the light? You know, it's like, who's looking at the sky anymore? Everyone's looking at their phones, right? You know, it's like, is there, like, a, a Batman app or a Superman app? If you're in Metropolis, you have, like, a Superman app. And if something is like, oh, man, someone stole my, my man purse, then you go on there and you, and Superman, beep, 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 gets the little indicator. God, it would be going off all the time. <laughs> it would be going off all the time. Uh, Who would be dispatched? Lois Lane would be dispatch. Jimmy. Maybe the finder of lost things, you put in a request. Because how long can it take the finder of lost things to find your lost thing? And let's just keep it at lost things for now. Let's just keep it at, like, very frivolous things for now. You know, again, like, the idea came to me from a very frivolous point of view. It was about finding a ball or finding a Frisbee or finding a, a badminton birdie, something like that that goes inside, you know, a bed of ivy, and it's like, good luck. Right? I just wanna close my eyes. I want to have that uh that white on black uh uh image silhouette boom, there it is. there's the birdie, there's the frisbee, there's the ball. I could just point to it. Could I do that from a distance is the is is the telepathy uh geographical, you know? Like cell phones, like if I'm like in a valley, does it not work so well because I'm blocked by mountains? What happens when the finder of lost things, uh, can you just like sit in a room somewhere and find things all around the world? What's the range? It would be more dramatic if the range weren't very big, right? You know, because if you, if the, excuse me, if the finder of lost things could stretch, you know, stretch their power so that they could see, you know, if they're sitting there in a um, a, a NORAD mountain in Colorado and, uh, and they're, you know, just sitting there on a phone, next one, beep, next one, beep, you know, Venezuela, you know, this geographical, they're just sitting there, like you know, with the Google Earth kind of map thing, and it's like it's here. Zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, do right there, somewhere there, somewhere right there, in that house. Da 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 da. Over and over and over and over again. Four hours on, eight hours off, or I don't know. Do you give? Do you give? Does is is the finder of lost things part of a union? Does he get a break? Does he get certain like <laughs> declared hours? <laughs> do you have to do split shifts? Anyway, so, yeah, the finder of lost things, if he has that range, then he's not going anywhere, you know. He's just getting, there's some sort of way of people bringing their problems to him, some sort of chain of command. It would be great if it was just like, you know, uh, Charlie Brown sort of set up or Lucy and the the psychologist, right? And he's just sitting there at a booth in the farmer's market with a giant queue. <laughs> But then you like think about it in a serious way, right? What if the Finder of Lost Things could find things that were not just lost things? What about lost people? What if it gets really dramatic? And again, I mean, if I'm, I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I, I feel like I'm rambling through the origin story of the Finder of Lost Things. If this is a superhero that already exists, I don't know it. Maybe I'm making it up right now. I don't know. I certainly love the idea, though. I think, you know, from a dramatic perspective, again, I don't know what the symbol would be. There's part of me that's like a key and a lock. I don't know why that makes sense. That's not like the finder. What do you find? You're getting through a door? I don't, are you? You're not, like, that's not the superpower. Is it a puzzle? Is it a maze? Is it a milk carton? Like, what the hell is it? What's the symbol for the finder of lost things, you know? I guess I think of keys because keys are probably the most, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 99% of the time, someone's like, hey, Joey, <laughs> where's my keys? <laughs> They're in your pocket. Oh, shit. Part of my language. The finder of lost things. I don't know. Yeah, like, you know, what what is he bitten by? Is he one of those, uh, he or she or they or them or it, do they come from uh, an alien planet? They were just born this way. It's just like, hey, everyone on our planet knows where everything is. And it's like, wow, it's kind of funny being on a planet where no one knows where nothing is. And I would assume that his name is Joey and he's from New Jersey. I don't think so, though. I don't think, I mean, there's... (laughs) Because here's the other the crux of the Finder of Lost Things, especially when you start taking it up a notch and you start thinking about, like, what are the mechanics of this superpower? Again, like, what's the range of the superpower? What is it? Is it um, as far as, like, actual distance goes? Is it something that, uh, 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 you know, is, is focusing only on just the frivolous or, you know, can you use it for everything? And therefore, is it telepathy? because you really again like the image that you would be showing the audience of how one would zero in on that item would would almost be like a level of visual sense so again like is the is the finder of lost things putting out some sort of like do they have antennae and therefore they are sort of vibrating Or using echolocation to find the thing to sort of know how everything, you know, the surfaces of everything where eyes can't see, such as like a bed of ivy. Is it that complicated or is it omniscience? And that's really the crux. Is it omniscience? Is the finding of lost things just the fact that one would have to know everything Let's say the finder of lost things cannot penetrate your mind. You know, the finder of lost things cannot find a thought inside your head. Maybe that's a boundary, right? All superpowers have to have boundaries, right? Like, you know, you think about the power of flight. Well, the power of flight has to have a boundary. There has to be some sort of, you know, at some point you, you have to test that boundary of, you know, are you... again? Are you a Superman coming from another uh, planet or are you, I don't know, Raven Man who was bitten by a radioactive raven and now has the power of flight? But can Raven Man or or Icarus uh, only fly so high? You have to know the boundaries, right? Because Superman can go basically there is no he doesn't care about an atmosphere. He can be in space. He can come come down and as he pleases. I think Superman turned the world around and turned time back. So, I mean, like Superman can do a lot. But can like Raven Man, can Raven Man do that kind of stuff? I don't think so. But you have to set that up somehow in the origin. So the finder of lost things, at some point you would have to, I think, come up with a solution to this question of omniscience. Like, is he omniscient and that then takes you to a level of like a like a demigod demigod or a god or a goddess or whatever right but like to be so like what is that level of omniscience is it just the idea that you can see past everything in order to see what is lost so to know by instinct that little timmy Uh, is trapped in the well or, you know, little Susie was taken by kidnappers and is in the red barn under the hay, something like that. Either way, however you dramatize it, I think it's a pretty cool superpower because in a weird way, it's, it's, It's a superpower that, yes, like you could use it for yourself, (laughs) you know, again, like finding a lost ball or, hey, where did I leave my wallet or this or that. (laughs) I'm at the zoo. Where's my kid, you know? But at the same time, it's like to me that superpower is the most versatile for helping everyone. One of the things I like most about it is that it can help everyone. Everyone. And and the idea of it, again, like how you dramatize that. Let's say it's a range issue. I think a range issue would make it the most dramatic, right? So if the Finder of Lost Things was able to find something, someone, but they had to be, I mean, what's that range? Again, is it 20 feet? Is it 100 feet? Is it like, you know, how many football fields radius? more or less what's the what's the blast zone you know maybe it's like a it's 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 gradient right maybe there's like all right in in 50 feet to a 100 feet let's just make this simple right let's say um, let's just say a hundred feet there's like pinpoint accuracy but up to like 500 feet, you know, it starts getting a little sketchy. Maybe it's more of a coin toss. And then up to about a mile, there's still, you're able to sense things, but you, you can't pinpoint. You would have to get there. After a mile, it's, it's pretty much, it's fuzzy. Kind of like a radio. Maybe it's Radio Man. <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Bitten by a radioactive radio. That's what happened. Now you can find lost things just like tuning in. That's my radio impression, by the way. I don't know. I'm just trying to feel it out. I'm trying to feel out the finder of lost things. I don't think it's as dramatic as Superman. And the finder of lost things in this case, like if you were a part of a crew, right? If you were, that's the other thing too is like, is he a mutant? Is this something that he's sort of born with and it makes him different and then that makes him, you know, part of something like the X-Men or the Fantastic Four or or another group, you know, an Avengers style group of superheroes that uh, like, <clears throat> you know, because he would need to have certain protection, right? Because like if that's your only superpower and again, here comes the, the, the larger uh, question is do you have um, – A bundle of powers or do you have just the one right do you have a secondary and a tertiary power that benefit and complement your primary power so in the case of like the finder of lost things it would be helpful if he could a um, get closer you know so if you're talking about a, a sort of a blast zone gradient range of being able to find things versus a well I know where everything is everywhere you know I can just sit in this chair You know, at a lemonade stand and, uh, you know, flip through a magazine and and talk out of one ear. You know, that doesn't make you listen out of one ear. At a queue of people. Or somewhere in between. I think more dramatically you would want, let's say you're building an origin story of the finder of lost things. You would want it to start again. Did did this person grow up this way? Did this person appear as fish out of water? Are they just figuring out these powers? Did they read it in a book? Was it a spell? Then an alien came down and handed them something, and as long as you hold this, that's another way of making this actually very dramatic is that it becomes something that... um, you know, it's like a bearer bond. It's like, you know, it's only worth something to the person who's holding it. That's like the kind of like the, the Iron Man idea. If if someone were able to get into the Iron Man suit, well, you know, um, I mean, theoretically, if they would also have to bypass the Jarvis AI. But, you know, they would be able to um, manipulate Iron Man. As long as that has been a contrived, you know, as long as like the, the, the doodad is the power, you know, and it could be a hat or it could be a glove or it could be whatever it is, right? As long as someone has it, they wield that power, a ring. <clears throat> so the finder of lost things, do they have a ring? Do they have a thing, a doodad? Did an alien come down with this power of omniscience and say, you can see everything physical, above ground, below ground, you could feel it, it's instinctual, but you have to be wearing this ring or you have to be wearing this whatever, necklace, crown, cape, whatever. Maybe there's, there's a lot you could do with that. There's a lot you could do with the idea of it uh, being... A power maybe again maybe the power itself is this idea of you have this ability of you have this omniscience all around you you just can feel everything in this range so whether or not you use it to find something or whether you use it for some other purpose as well that would be excellent well I don't know what that other thing would be you know it's also like maybe that's also like an alarm system of sorts you would know when people are in range so maybe the power itself is just that idea that you have the sense and the feeling of what's around so if you can get close enough again you would have to have if you could bundle powers i would say you'd have to have at least some kind of you you know it's like you have strength or you have the opposite of strength which is not necessarily a weakness but you know um To me, it's just like you're either a ram or a snake, (laughs) right? You're going to bust down the wall or you're going to slither through it. And I I would say, like, maybe in this case, let's make uh, our hero here, if he's going to sort of be... If you take it from that that mutant perspective where you're born with this power, you probably have, again, some sort of secondary and tertiary power as well. Um, You know sidetrack really quickly, I'm thinking about the X-Men and you know, the, the Wolverine character this is what it reminds me of because the Wolverine character has several powers actually right the wolverine is kind of like a wolverine is like stronger than his size he's faster than his size ability to smell um better than humans he has like those kinds of um, you know he can he could be shirtless in alaska (laughs) you know that kind of naked in alaska um i guess uh those kind of powers, therefore, he is somewhat immortal, like he does not age. Um, so he has all of that stuff going on, not specifically because of his main power, but somewhat a, because somewhat it's it's intertwined for sure. Right. There's definitely the, the, the Wolverine animalistic power. And then there's also this power to heal quickly. Now, I don't know what the chicken and the egg is there. I don't know if like. The animal, the Wolverine itself, has some sort of um, ability to heal very quickly. Maybe it does. And so this is accentuated by it. But, you know, the idea is that Wolverine was surgically ripped apart to have this, um, the claws come out and his bones are protected by the, um, was it antium or or, or some kind of uh, metal Invincible metal, right? So every time, like, uh, the blades come out of his his hand, it's ripping through his skin and muscle tissue and everything. And so when it goes back, essentially he's just healing back so he can get shot. And, you know, the bullet wound heals almost immediately. That's a superpower. That's a great superpower, right? Because, again, look at what that superpower can then do on a secondary and tertiary basis. Its primary purpose has these, like, other purposes, it can also be um, used in this other way, right? Because it heals very quickly. He, you know, then by logic, he does not age or he does, he he could be somewhat immortal. He would live a lot longer than normal humans, right? So, uh, so there's something to that. Um, I think when you think of the finder of lost things, then if you're thinking it from the point of view of this omniscience and does uh, and, and, and again, it's range-based. So is it if that's the only power, then it's just a human being that has that power. And therefore, the human being, if they need to get through uh, barriers, they're going to need a team that's going to help them get through those barriers. And if they're going to go it alone, then they need to have other powers. So if they had a bundle of powers, again, is it a ram that busts through the wall or is it a snake that slithers through it? I would say, you know, for me, it's more interesting if it's the snake, you know, or maybe it's more interesting if it's like a shapeshifter kind of power where you could like, um, because you're feeling everything around you, you can sort of shift yourself through walls, through cracks in the walls or something like that to get to what you're trying to find. Like that would kind of make sense. Now how someone would then shapeshift and all that kind of stuff, is that the greater power then? I don't know, because your secondary and your tertiary power shouldn't be greater than your primary power. And I would want the finding of lost things or that sort of, again, however we sort of describe that omniscience. That's the, to me, that's the primary purpose. The purpose is to find things. I think that's where the greatest good could come from, especially if you're not strong, if you're not like, you know, Captain America style. Which you know again is is to me is not like I wouldn't want you know you, you, why would you want to be that person <laughs> when people would choose superpowers why would they want like I want to be like the Hulk and it says I don't why would you want that a the Hulk is an idiot when he's smashing things he doesn't know what he's doing he's creating more damage he's not helping anyone you have to like focus that power and it's very difficult. You know, there's uh, when you're Captain America, you're just one person against like armies. And I guess you can like kill all the bad guys and all the aliens and all that kind of stuff and not get tired. But again, it seems very like it's like a stopgap. The finder of lost things wouldn't be able to, in my imagination, is not able to do that kind of stuff. So their power, therefore, to be used for good is to, the you know, again, if they have that omniscience, if they're able to sort of see where everything is. Like in the case of a big battle where, like, you see all the aliens coming out of the portal and, you know, smashing into all the good guys, (laughs) you know, in some just whatever uh, (laughs) centuries-old hand-to-hand combat-style battle. You know, maybe the Finder of Lost Things wouldn't be any good in that situation. But from a distance, maybe they'd be able to say, well, that's where the general is. Or that's the commander or you know like in that ship this is the weak spot or this is where this is or this is where the engine is this is where da da da, da is and that intel could be very helpful more helpful than just you know another grunt on the line but it's a complicated superpower again is it is it, you know, if you think of your character, if you think of the Finder of Lost Things as somewhat of a kind of a spy craft character, then yeah, a slithering snake kind of, you know, maybe, you know, therefore they need someone that's a ram versus if they're a ram and they're trying to just get to through bust through walls, it's not always the best strategy, and then therefore they would need to team up with someone that could kind of help them slither through. You know, and the, the, the thing that makes... The superpower is so much fun and thinking about superpower is so much fun is the idea that you get to balance it, the good and the bad. Like, finding lost things also means that if that person were corruptible, they could also find lost things for bad purposes as well. So, you know, th- there's another way of looking at this where the person who has this power, especially if they themselves are not the ram, the, the Captain America type character who can't take care of themselves in, you know, against an army trying to kidnap them or a, um, a, a, a mad supervillain trying to coerce, corrupt um, or destroy them or, or take their power or whatever it is, capture them. That was the other C. Coerce, Corrupt, Capture. (laughs) There you go. That's like three comic books right there. Coerce, (laughs) Corrupt, Capture. The Finder of Lost Things. And then who, yeah, who is that... um, You know, who's who's the opposite of that? Who's the supervillain? Like, you know, (laughs) the uh, the kidnapper, the the you know, who's the like I'm trying to think of because if you're finding lost things, it's like someone who's trying to bury things. The (laughs) the the treasure map, man. What's the supervillain? Someone who's like he wants to. I mean, I imagine that the supervillain would want uh, just to find like I want to I want to know where all the nuclear warheads are. I want to know what the the key I want to know all that information cuz you know and, and in a way they would have to then kidnap the finder of lost things and then take them to that area as long as there's a range it's more dramatic because the person has to be there and then they're always in danger and who's protecting them The finder of lost things actually can be quite dramatic given that they would have a team and that there is a bad guy who will always want to know where something is, because things are always going to be hidden. Then, you know, again, do you get into the territory of secrets? Would the finder of lost things be able to know someone's secret? Would they be able to um, know someone's lying or not? Uh, you know, finding the truth, for example. Can they find the truth? If they hear two, you know, two sides of a story, can they find the truth in the center of it? Does it go that far, or is it, again, is it just like a physical omniscience? Some things to play around with, some things to think about. I like the idea that you would have just the physical, that the limitation possibly would be that the the person couldn't see into, you know, again, there's no mental telepathy, there's no... um, there's no way of – of so, like, I'm trying to think, too, if, like, if the bad guy were like, well, what is – what's the, the number – what's the code to the nuclear warheads? Maybe the Finder of Lost Things would be like, I don't know. I could find it for you. <laughs> like, I don't – but I can't, like, conjure it up in my head, right? That's a barrier. That's a – that's that's what we know at that point then going forward – That there is a um, limitation when it comes to what the Finder of Lost Things could see. You know, they can only see something that's physical. Again, like kind of in a way that a very special camera, like, or a VR camera, if you've ever seen sort of in the VR world, you know, where you could sort of place the camera anywhere in that atmosphere, anywhere in that world that you're building. Um, there's no barriers, right? You can go through things and you can, um, see everything go underground. To me, that's the way that the finder of lost things would see the world, at least in the range that they are. And then things would get blurrier and blurrier and blurrier the farther they go out. And then therefore they would need someone to help them get to places. It's almost most dramatic to me if the finder of lost things has only the one power, And their tertiary or secondary powers would be, um, you know, limited to what a human can be. So you would be as strong as you can be, or you would be as nimble as you could be, or you'd be as um, foxy and riley as you could be, or, you know what I mean? Like, or or you'd be as corruptible. You know, they'd be the human limitations that maybe if you hung out with real superheroes, you know, if you had like a Captain America or you had... uh, you know, an x man or an ex-woman or an x person um, on your side, then maybe, yeah, maybe it would be something like, you know, you would be protected or you could get like some kind of suit or you could get some kind of armor or talent or something like that. Maybe you become really good at, I don't know, uh, some archaic, weapon <laughs> that gets revived in one of these comic book tales. I don't know. The point being, though, is that the Finder of Lost Things, to me, you know, is kind of because of their strange power. Maybe they are someone that never really fits in themselves But they always have to sort of, you know, it's like maybe build it as an outsider tale because they have no power. And here they are always sort of surrounded by people who have these powers, people who could be like, you know, who take their sunglasses off and laser beams come out of their eyes. Or, you know, they conjure uh, the weather into a violent tornado. And then, you're, just, you know, here's the finder of lost things just like, okay, <laughs> I got my water bottle. I got a granola bar for later. <laughs> Where do you need me? <laughs> to me, that, there's a level of um, uh, drama there. So does the finder of lost things then, you know, the finder of lost things, the irony would have to be that the, the finder of lost things themselves, they have to be lost, so what does that mean from a symbolic or metaphorical perspective? Like they're on, um, or, you know, lo- lost like lost faith, you know, um, on the wrong track. You know, do you? how do you introduce your character if they're just human and they have this power? Again, do they know they have this power? Is this power growing inside of them? Are they lost because of a tragedy in their past and they just can't seem to figure out how to interact with other people. Are they antisocial? Are they different somehow? And normal society, you know, it's, it's hard to relate to normal society. And yet, and yet, ironically, their power can only benefit society, right? Their power is the power to help because... You know, As soon as you lose something, you want to know where it is. It's as simple as that. <laughs> and there is nothing on this earth other than your own memory and your willingness and ability to search every inch of where you think that thing is to find it. That and luck. Quick story here. Years and years ago, I'm on uh, a mountain with my buddy we drove up there and just went for like a quick hike in the snow just happy to see the snow and we go hike up and we had like these little um kind of like makeshift sleds and so we were like sledding down and then you know the sun's going down and by the time we get back to the car it's almost nighttime it's definitely like evening time like the sun has gone behind the trees behind the other mountains but it's not gone completely it's freezing cold. And my buddy realizes that at some point when we were like kind of quote unquote sledding down the hills. His key to the car, his keys his, to the, everything uh, fell out of his pocket. He didn't have them. We got to the car and he touched his pockets and he's like, oh, my God, And we freaked out. And so as like you know, and this is before uh, cell phones had flashlights on them and we couldn't get inside the car to get a flashlight. So we're basically chasing the last bit of light, uh, running back through the trail, trying to find the keys. And again, just like right as we turned the corner to where we like came down, uh, you know, quote unquote sledding down, we, uh, there, there they were, just like right there on top of the snow. So maybe when, like, he stood up, like, they fell out or something like that. But they weren't, they didn't even fall, like, into the snow where you wouldn't see them at first glance. They were just right on top. And it was just enough light to see them. And it was just at the bottom so we didn't have to go, like, all the way. It was just perfect. It was perfect. It was lucky. (laughs) That was it. It was lucky, right? Like, we had the motivation to go search for those keys, but we didn't have the luck of light, you know? In a couple more minutes, we would have been able to see nothing. What would we have done? Hitchhike, I guess, off the mountain or freeze. So we got lucky. That's, that's all, that, you know, it, that the, the finder of lost things goes beyond that. They become a—because we don't have anything else on this earth other than luck, which you can't count on, and your own willingness to search, which can wane But the Finder of Lost Things, the idea there would be that, again, as long as they are in range, they would be able to pinpoint where something is. And that makes them very, very valuable to society. So if you're building up an origin story of this superpower and this superhero, it would make sense that they themselves are a bit of an outcast or a pariah, someone who has a lot of trouble with society. Again, maybe because they look different. whether that is you know so obvious as um, you know telling this tale you know um well, at any point in time, but you know at some point where you know is it a tale of racism where the person stands out because of the color of their skin, or is it a tale of um you know homophobia or transphobia, where someone is Um, feels like an outcast because society looks at them, they don't understand them, all of that. Is it something else? Is it just, you know, again, um, maybe it's it's none of that and it's all of that. The idea, too, is that the finder of lost things would be someone who is lost. Lost maybe in a familiar way, maybe they don't have, maybe they're an orphan, something like that. They need a family in order to feel sort of put together. They need, just like all of us, right? We all need a group, a gang, something. And so maybe the fact that the Finder of Lost Things has this superpower and then they feel useful, valuable, but it means nothing if the Finder of Lost Things is lost therefore the rain, you know, if they're lost and they don't know where they're going in life and they don't know what they're doing, this is all very metaphorical, right? Then, you know, their power is also all over the place it's not being used to its fullest potential i guess right i guess in the mutant way i think of like a a dr xavier as someone who would be like oh you know a he would have to find the finder of lost things they'd have to identify that person and then find them and take them and then train them so i feel like the finder of lost things fits into that sort of that x-men um fantasy world pretty easily Or any other kind of, again, parable where there's like a group of people going for some goal, and they need someone who can find the thing. But yeah, as one superpower, if you were to have one superpower, I think that would be a great one. Whether you are someone, uh, whether your origin story begins as someone who is lost or someone who already is found whether that's faith-based or however you want to take it. <laughs> you know, we all know what it feels like to be lost. We all know what it feels like to be found. I think there is something interesting about, at least when I think about this and I ramble about this, it's, it's funny to me how I feel like I've always wanted to have Again, this isn't a power that I just thought of yesterday. This is something I've been thinking about since I was a child. Again, for frivolous reasons. I didn't think as a child in such depth about this. But I remembered desperately every... And it wasn't like I lost things all the time either. And to boot, uh, when I did find something, I felt very empowered. And I did feel like, God, again, it was another reminder of like how great... A superpower like this would be you do feel very empowered when you find something or you help someone find something if you ever have been able to help someone find something literally take something and say you know like you're searching for like oh i don't know where my passport is and everyone's like looking everywhere and then you're the one that opens up the suitcase and searches in the pocket for the 15th time was like is this it oh my gosh how good does that feel when everyone turns around looks at it and is like yes i love that feeling now, if I could do that by, like, putting my fingers in my temples and closing my eyes and seeing the world in the cove-type camera style and find that passport, it's z- 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 in your pink suitcase in the top upper pocket. I don't know why I would talk like a robot in that, <laughs> at that point. <laughs> but in any case, I like that would be ding. You're the hero at that point, man. Everyone's buying you a drink. You just found something. You just found that person's passport. That makes it, That's a huge deal to that person at that moment. You can't, like, you know, you can't jump out of a, a window and, and grab them out of a, you know, as they fall off of a bridge. You can't do that. I get it. But you can help them find their passport. You can help them find their keys. You can help them find their, you can help a kid find their Frisbee you just be walking down the road and kids are like looking through the bush. And then you're like, oh, you guys looking for this uh, tennis ball over here? Yeah, there you go. Boom. Hey, thanks, mister. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Whatever. It's just a talent I have. I just know where things are. I don't know, I think that would be a fun one. It wouldn't be flight. I get it. I get it. But, you know, if you can only pick one, I would be giving up flight. I totally get it. But again, does flight mean that you have the ability to breathe in limited oxygen? You know, would you be, uh, do you have that super strength to be able to carry anyone else with you? Or is it just you being able to fly? Because if it's just you being able to fly, it's it's probably the greatest superpower. I totally get that. But it's also in a way the most selfish because you can only do it for yourself. You'll be the only person that knows what that feels like. At least if I don't know what it feels like to fly. I mean, I know what it feels like to fall. (laughs) I've gone skydiving. I know what it feels like to fall. But, you know, I've been on a bicycle. (laughs) So I, I know what it feels like to go fast with the wind in my face. But I haven't been able to put those two things together. So, so I would be jealous of the power of flight. But I think for the purposes of mankind and uh, the frivolousness of being able to uh, help everyone because everyone has something that is lost, You know, whether it's your kid forgetting their umbrella or their boots or their jacket at school, and then you go back and you can't find it. It's not in the lost and found. Did you you leave it in here? Did you leave it? Where? Where was it hooked up? Where's your hook? Where's your locker? Show me. Where's your cubby? Show me. (laughs) With my 18 grandchildren, we've lost a lot of stuff at the school's. Show it to me. Where's your cubby? Show me your cubby. (laughs) Boom. There it is. Found it. It's in your cubby. (laughs) That's where it is. It's where it's always been, in your cubby. It's not lost. I love those moments. That would be my superpower. Both frivolous, but incredibly helpful. And given the right origin story and the right parameters could mean that there's also a psychological uh, arc where the character itself goes from being lost to being found within a community, within a group, a family. A lot of drama there. Battle with that idea of omniscience with the superpower. Battle with that idea of range. Corruption, coercion, capture. (laughs) Yeah, it could be dramatic. I like it. I like it. That's my superpower. Does anyone else have it? I don't know if there's anyone. Again, I haven't. If there's, I'm not such a comic book person that, um, like, like every, there are comic book movies that come out and superhero movies that come out. And I'm like, never heard of that. I never knew that that was a comic book. Right? Like Guardians of the Galaxy. Fun movies. Glad they're a part of the Avengers. Had no idea they existed. Before that. Before they were brought to screen, had no idea what Groot was. (laughs) I don't think I'd ever heard of that. So there's all sorts of stuff out there. So I'm sure somewhere in all of the lore there is a finder of lost things. And someone else has thought about this in great detail. And they have an awesome symbol. And if that's the case, hey, send it my way. Put it in the comments. Send an email. Go to the website, thoughtrambler.com. Those things may or may not be set up yet. <laughs> TBD, TBD. But we keep rolling on here. We keep rambling no matter what because that's the purpose of this is to ramble, to get these thoughts rambling and to get you thinking about things and uh, to get your thoughts rambling as well. What's your favorite superpower? What would you want? Is it flight? Would The ability to jump off of the edge of the Grand Canyon and then soar up to the sky? Or is it, you know, (laughs) being able to just find something, find anything? For me, ah, as dumb as it is, I think I just want to be the finder of lost things. Well, I'll keep rambling about it. To myself, of course. For now, our time is done. Make sure to do all the five-star good stuff. Like and subscribe. And hey, don't run into any walls as you're staring at your phone all day.